Blunt Force Podcast Radio, man. We got a special show, man. We talking about this documentary right now, George Young, that was just dropped on Tubi of all places. And it's, if you don't know who George Young is, man, George Young was the, the character in the movie Blow. Most people in the industry never saw life after the age of 40. For some reason, the gods of chaos elected to let me live my journey longer than most. Maybe you could call me an ambassador of the outlaws. At the end of the day, I found myself out of prison at 75 years old, wanting to give back more than I took. I wanted to leave more for the people than what the movie gave. I'm a huge fan of the movie Blow, man. I've watched this movie at least 50, 11 times, man. I got my guy on the line that's, uh, that's uh, another huge fan, man. Me and this man have shared dozens of rooms watching this movie together, man. Let the people know who you are, where you from, man, where you at, man. What's going on, man? This is Dwayne, man. Uh, my homeboys call me Skrill. You know, if you know me, if you know me by that. I'm from the 618, man. I'm from Carroll, but I'm out here in VA, 757. What's going on, man? Hell yeah, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's been a long hey. time coming, man. I apologize, man. I've been bullshitting, man. Man, I'm hey man, I just want to take a moment to say I'm proud of you, my brother. You did exactly what you said you was gonna do in life, man. There ain't too many people that do exactly what they say they're gonna do, man. And so I, I just hope you just finish it out, man. I hope you fulfill all your dreams, brother. And congratulations on Blunt Force Podcast, my brother. I appreciate it, man. Definitely, man. Definitely, I appreciate it, man. So this is definitely going to be a great show, man. When I first saw this documentary, man, you was a, definitely the first motherfucker popped into my head, man. You know what I'm saying? All the times we didn't watch this movie, man. This movie, this documentary, man, asked, to me, man, answered a whole bunch of questions, man. Uh, it filled in a whole bunch of blanks. It opened up a whole bunch of other stories, man. Uh, his his boy was a savage. I ain't know how much a savage he was that he met in prison. Uh, they found people that they had looked for. You know, they, they found tuna. That that's what really sparked me. And when they did that shit, I was like, oh, man, I gotta call my guy, man. We gotta talk about this, man. This would be a this would be a dope show to talk about, man. That I mean they they went in. They if they found Tuna because Tuna just disappeared from the movie. So he really disappeared from the in real life, man. That's the craziest part, man. So when they found him, I was just stuck. I had to watch all five episodes straight through, man. Uh episode one, man, they took this month. So Hey, I, man, this was a trip to me, man. I wish this is I love to end my life like this, man. They took this motherfucker on a road trip of his whole life. You know what I'm saying? It went to his yeah. old house. I mean, I'd love some shit like that to happen, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, with, with cash in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they paid for everything, man. That is crazy. Bruh. He went back to the old neighborhood, man. And what's crazy is a lot of those people from, what, 50 years ago, 60 yeah. years almost they were still there, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hell yeah, man. That motherfucker, man. That that, that is crazy, man. He was, he went and snatched everybody, man. It was like, yeah, come on, man. We're gonna go on, go on, be on the road, man. You're gonna get paid for it. All expense paid for it. So man, that, that that's dope, man. He was only he was seventy five and then he passed away, he was seventy eight. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a hell of a way to go, man. I love for that shit to happen, man. He lived a life, man, like the movie couldn't really do his real life justice, man. That's probably why it was a good movie, because they could have probably added a whole two more hours of content based off of these five episodes, man. Uh, I, I didn't know it was a book. At a dark point in my life, I started writing my autobiography. It's called Grazing in the Grass Until the Snow Came. It's the story of my entire existence on this planet. When you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to lose. And I have no secrets to reveal. And that's the ultimate freedom in the universe. When you have no secrets to reveal. Because everybody has secrets. I just told all my secrets. I ain't know, know, I ain't know about that I, motherfucker. Nah, I just knew about the movie, man. And it was crazy is they wanted some other people other than Johnny Depp to play him in the movie, man. I just couldn't really see it, man. Yeah, he said Tom Cruise. I couldn't see that one, man. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. Val Kimmel, but hell no. Yeah. Not no Tom Cruise. No, nah, oh, Val Kimmel, no, nah, man. Batman. <laughs> Boy, man. Hey, hey, this he was did. back in the heat days, though. This was in the heat days with Val Kimmel. Oh, yeah. Now, he did his thing in heat, most definitely. But, you know what I mean? Johnny Depp, it was just like, it was almost him. When he came to see him, 
he just knew like, oh yeah, that's the dude right here, man. He didn't uh, hold back. If, if he was busting my balls, it was hilarious. He's behind bars, man, you know? He just got, you know, he just got strip searched before he come out to see me. Like, he comes out with that, you know, the, you know, he's calculating, he's checking you out, you know? He was seeing what I, what I was made of, you know? If I was some, you know, shithead actor, poser, uh, you know, yeah, he wanted to know. I'm not here to sell you nothing. You ain't here to sell me nothing. Fuck it. Even the publisher thought he was bullshit. He's like, man, ain't no way in hell these motherfucking stories is real, man. You know what I'm saying? No, he had to go. I, I don't blame him, nigga. I don't even blame him. Because that's the, the thing about it. It's unbelievable. It's almost superhuman, man, because dude really didn't have no fear. He had a goal. And he just went about that goal with all his gusto, man, and just all out balls out, man. You kind of got to give him credit, man. I mean, even though he, you know, was pushing poison, man, you, you got to give him credit for the way he lived his life. He had his eyes on the prize, and it just, he, you know, it took him where it took him, man, you know. Because there was no bullshit about him whatsoever. In the beginning, we talked about our existence on the planet, and I... You know, upbringing and this and that, struggles and, 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 and women. He liked women and I liked women, so we got along really well on that one. My job was to walk around the room and keep telling stories to him. And he wouldn't say any, and he, he basically studied me. All I knew that I had to do really was sponge up as much of him as I could with regard to you know dialect um phrasing the way he the way he'd look at you and his eyes would start you know he'd get into some of that that kind of thing and i and you look in his eyes and they tell you i don't give a fuck what happens next i don't i just looked at him and i'm like wow this guy's like he's like a he's a pirate man you know he's a he's a pirate He's not a, he's not a, he's not a criminal, like, you know, in that sense, whatever. That's one of the most attractive things in a human being that you can have. What's next? I don't give a fuck. I fear nothing. He's a big man, George. Them niggas was doing some savage shit, man. My fathers was cutting electrical wire. You know what I'm saying? I mean, cutting electrical poles just so they can land the planes and shit, you know. Forget all the other people with electricity and shit. These planes got to get landed, man. <laughs> my life on the line. They can get their electricity back. I can't yeah. get my life back, goddammit. Yeah, they can send a crew out there to put them lines right back, but you know what I mean? I ain't going to replace my life, so it's all good. Hey, they did the right thing in their eyes, man, so hey, that's what it is. That nigga, uh, I then they said we were talking about it in the first episode. Dennis Leary, I ain't know Dennis Leary was the one that found the book. And then gave the was Dennis Leary in the movie? Disney wasn't in the movie, nah, was he? He didn't, he didn't make it in the movie. That's what they were saying on the show that uh they brought it to Dennis Leary and was like, Hey, look, man, you know, we know we told you that you could be in the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> you a B actor to his face. Like to his face, bro. Like, we need an A actor. Can you imagine that? Right, hey, hey. All right, <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> he walked to a grown man. Hey, we need somebody better than you. Uh, wow. That's hey, I would I would have kept that book, man. I'd have been like, man, that's a fictional book, man. I was just bullshitting, Ain't man. Nobody Ain't nobody money. making shit, man. Get this book up out of here, man. Ain't nobody making nothing, <laughs> man. Stand down, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. That's what I was thinking, man. I was like, was this nigga even in the movie and shit? Damn, Ted, why you doing like that, man? That nah, motherfucker, he, he brought you the book, man. He put you on, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess he took it like a G, though, man, because I ain't had nothing about him doing him for real. But they they came to him for real. I was shocked when I saw that. I was sitting at work like, yo. Hey. They, 
they really called him a B actor. He was that like, nigga. But uh-huh. they said it professionally too. It's like, yeah, he's just a B actor. We're trying to make this movie something very. <laughs> we try to make money off of this one. Yeah, you know, we trying to make money, so we ain't gonna get no paper with that. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. Now that's why we. That's why I'm talking about it so much because I was really stuck on when they said that to him. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like man, I worked my whole life in this B. The best. Hey, hey. This, oh, no. dude, it was scissor hands better than me. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, Twenty One Jump Street. You know what I'm saying? This back there, yes, nigga, ain't did nothing really. <laughs> For yeah, real, I, I, I ain't seen Dennis Leary since, nigga. We've been doing voiceovers. That's it. He been on commercials doing something with a fire truck. What he doing? Uh, <laughs> something with a fire truck. For your commercial or something? Yeah, he had a, I thought he had a TV show. I think he had a TV oh, yeah, show yeah. with the fire trucks. Yeah, <laughs> he had a yeah, right. right. fire truck. Too many blunts, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey. so fire department or something, man. <laughs> For real. He but he wasn't in the movie. I know that much. Hell no, nah, man. The show wasn't out of credit or nothing, man. Hey, man, hey we're going to get to that book. And uh, thanks thanks for thanks for putting the film <laughs> in it. Hell <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hope you got it one signed by all the motherfuckers. <laughs> I ain't even seen him in the after party pictures, nigga. I ain't even seen that nigga no <laughs> premiere or nothing. He wasn't invited. <laughs> he wasn't in nothing, man. He was just, they just had a documentary on Tubi. Yes, they seen by nobody. <laughs> was he even in the documentary? They just talked about. They had a like, picture. They just had a, and then they showed the corny one, him smoking a cigarette. Out of all the shit this nigga didn't did, they showed the corny one. This nigga gassed on a cigarette. For real, man. I love cigarettes. I love cigarettes. Come on, man. Y'all couldn't find a better. Y'all couldn't do my man better than that, man. <laughs> Now, when you say it like that, bro, I kind of think I know we going off, you know, into the deep end on a little tangent. But I think uh, they, I think they really was kind of beefing with Dennis Leary, man, like on the low, because they did play a little silly snippet. Like, man, they got a lot of other material, but man, that man, that shit was funny. Did, did, so they ended that ep- episode with they found motherfucking uh, tuna and shit, man. The one it was a mystery to find was uh, was tuna. The um, wild uh, Finn, who would, uh, who would who would draw attention at all the parties when he would he would he would show up uh, taking his clothes off. That was nothing. What he what he would do though that would attract attention was to tie a beer can around his penis and come in walk you know walk walking around the room displaying himself. Um, but he was quite remarkable. I wish I had tracked him down. But uh, anyway, everybody that's seen the movie, thousands upon thousands of people, they ask one thing, is Tuna still alive? Where is he? And I'm sworn to secrecy for life. His whereabouts will never be revealed. Hello. George. Chris, how are you? Uh, getting better all the time, my friend. Yeah, well, there's uh remember that guy you told us we couldn't find? The tuna. We found him. If you think I'm a crazy son of a bitch, where do you meet the big fish himself, the tuna? That's what got me hyped. I was like, no the fuck these motherfuckers didn't. They done found yeah. I thought they was just bullshitting at first, man. I thought it was one of them episodes. I was gonna be like, oh man, they a failed, you know what I'm saying? A failed try and shit. They really, I want to know how they found it, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably just, you know, you know, it's internet these days that they can, they can find anybody. You can't really hide if you're using your real name. I don't think that nigga wanted to be found, man. He didn't, man. I don't he think really he didn't. wanted to. He was like, okay. anybody call you to him? He looked around, was like, hey, keep that on the low, man. <laughs> keep that on the low, nigga. I don't even eat to him, bro. <laughs> Not even tuna melts. I don't want nothing. Like, <laughs> that Go keep that on the low, man. Don't that too many people know. That's why it's on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, man. But yeah, he went and found tuna, man. Like, I, I know, I know. George was surprised, man. He was an ain't seen a dude in over forty years. Bruh. Dude, they what they say? He just hopped out in the middle of the the desert and just, I'm through with this, man. Just threw his hands up. 
how many people can walk away from like millions of dollars like that, man? I don't know. I think then I was looking for the way, the way out. Because I was alone. I was alone for a few months down there. He said to me, he said, there's going to be a time when you're going to be by yourself and you're going to be making choices. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, really. We were three quarters of the way up to, to the border, and it was desert on both sides. And Tuna said, stop. And so, of course, I thought he had to, to take a leak, and there was no problem. I pulled over and stopped, and he got out. And then he stood there. I said, come on, what's happening? And he said, he said, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> nice. I said, what do you mean you're leaving? And he said, if I don't leave now when I'm supposed to, I'll never leave. That was the time, I think, that I had set up in my mind, this is the time that, you know, I have to make a big life decision. And he just turned and walked away. And by now, I was pissed. And so I threw it into gear, and I drove off. Not a soul around. And I drove for 50 miles, and I suddenly realized that I, he was out in the middle of nowhere. And, and I just abandoned him out there. And I turned the car around, and I couldn't find him. He was nowhere to be found. Tuna just wandered off into the desert with nothing to lose. You know, but that he did the right thing, man. He just knew his real worth. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let this moment pass to find something better, man, because this ain't it, man. And I, I respect him for that, man. Disappearing for a long time to find who you really are, hey, man, that's a gift, man. He gave himself a gift, bro. Yeah, he looked good too, man. And yeah, he got. He said that they said in 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 the thing that he was up there with the natives getting high on, on hallucinations. I think he got kidnapped. I think he got Ace Ventura. They Ace Ventura. That man, man, snatched his ass up. He's walking into place. Nigga walking in the middle. Fuck you doing out here, nigga? You know what I'm saying? White dude just trying to be all smooth and shit with a bottle on his nuts. This nigga. He was, hey, he was out there with him getting blowed the whole time, man. He's saying cool, happened. though, man. I ain't going to lie, man. He's like a cool motherfucker, man. Yeah, man. And why? Because, I mean, they was two, like, the same type of dude, man. They both was wild dudes. You heard all the stories they talked about when he was young, man. You know, so it was, you know, just knowing him and uh, knowing the fact that he made a decision to just bounce. Hey, man, I just, that, that took some foresight, man, to say, hey, I don't like where this going, man. But he was a wild guy back in the day, especially to move all the way from Massachusetts to California with no money on him at a in the afternoon's notice. Hey man, you got to get up. That's just balls, man. And make up. it happen too. They went out there and made it happen. They ain't just go out there. They made it happen with the story they was telling them. That story was true. They said when they walked up on the door, two females was on the thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was like, it was nothing but tits and ass, man. On the, he ain't lying, man, on the beach, man. That's how, <laughs> that's how they live it. It ain't nothing but, man. And check it out, bro. They went through a lot of what we went through kind of in Illinois, not being from Chicago. You heard what he said. He said, man, they ain't going to know about this little town I'm from. <laughs> I'm just going to tell them I'm from Boston. That's what dudes that live in Aurora say. Like, they ain't never heard of Addison and Lombard. Uh, <laughs> they ain't never heard of Aurora. So I'm going to say I'm from Chicago. To you as a what side they from. And then they got to be like, oh. Right, 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 right. My daddy live in Chicago. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it is. But he said they wouldn't remember that little name or even know that name. So he just said, hey. I'm from Boston, and it was Boston, Georgia, and he just was running from there. And you're right, man. Yeah. Went out there and tripled their word. Like, I mean, that tripled ain't even a – that's it's more than that. It's, it's way more than that, man. How they just got immediately on, man, just flooding everybody with weed, taking weed back to the East Coast, bro. I mean, that, that was unheard of. And just remember how easy everything was then, trafficking-wise, compared to these days, man. So we come east, no problem. There was really no problem. 
That Winnebago was, was piled high with marijuana. And we'd steal a couple stewardesses and roll across the, the badlands of the United States of America and make love all the way and wait for our good friends to bring us suitcases full of money. Man, hell yeah, man. That shit was, it was yeah, the way he was explaining uh stealing stealing all the planes. As soon as he was talking about planes, a scene popped into my head where he called dude uh, uh quit quit crying, you big pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, I guess it wasn't no Dooley. I guess Dooley was a false character in the movie and shit. I ain't seen no Dooley. I ain't hear about no Dooley. Probably was, man. You know how they got to give a, make a whole click, you know what I'm saying? They got to give a probably a, a, a little well-rounded crew to the little scene or whatever, man. But uh, he did have a girl, though, that uh, his his girl died from that brain tumor and things. Yeah. And first, they didn't bring it up in the first couple of episodes. I was thinking, like, you know, did that really happen? Like, did he have right. a girl? Right. Yeah, so, I was thinking that shit, know? too. Yeah, all man, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they opened, yeah, they, yeah, they took it step by step, man, by the movie, man, which was pretty dope. Yeah, the way they, the way they opened it up is almost like they kind of did it. Nah, I ain't gonna say backwards or nothing like that, man. But they, they it just got deeper the more it went on. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was not like it, it, it just didn't end. Like the, the last episode was even deep. Usually it's lighthearted and it's mm-hmm. a Nah, it was even deeper, man. So, I, I you know, to, for this to be on Tubi, man, I mean, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's the same shit I was saying, man. Like, I thought it was going to be a, just a regular <laughs> shit. Amazon, like, what's going on, man? So, you know, I, I congratulate them on this one, man. This is a, this a documentary I recommend to anybody that was interested in the movie to any extent, man. I'm a, You know, when you told me this, the, the first time I heard about it is when you said it. I'd never Bruh. looked on it. I'd never thought to look for it. And it's, it was, man, I, I think I'm going to watch it a couple more times to, oh. to to really take it all in, man. Hell, yeah, man. That, that motherfucker was like, man, he, he ain't know how to, when you talking about marijuana, it was like, I, he couldn't inhale. Like, well, how the fuck was you smoking cigarettes, nigga? <laughs> the fuck is man. you talking about? You can't inhale. How was you smoking cigarettes, man? Yeah, you had to, man. You sound like Bill Clinton, man. I couldn't inhale, bro. Right, oh. right, right. And yeah. Man. Talk about making 20 to 20 million a week. Yeah, man. from Tuna asked him. Tuna was like, "Why the fuck you ain't stopped?" <laughs> this after Tuna yeah. left, Tuna probably probably would have stopped. Like, hey man, I'm out, man. I'll take the money, man. Anything. Yeah, because some people don't see an end, man. Like the the game is enticing, and it's it's addiction on both sides, man. People don't really realize that that is uh it's hard to quit the money because you can get money any type of way, but. To, to get that thrill that you get from what they was doing, man, the thrill of outsmarting the law, man, that's something that you, you really can't, you you know, you can't put that in a bottle and sell it, man. You got to experience that, man. Greed by George Young. An island in the sun, a place where only the wind and wild men go. An island wherein lies a pool of reflection and the monster of reason. My profession, a master of games. Games of chance, such as this, require a wager in order to intensify their meaning. The wager being life itself. Sitting at the table with pirates, cutthroats, and master thieves. It's not a drug itself until played to its ultimate state. A voice will scream out, how long has it been? And you wonder how long has it been since you've been home where no one lives anyway. So he uh he definitely didn't have the the, the wherewithal to just say, hey man, I got sixty million dollars, I'ma stop. You know, said, but Pablo, we're gonna let him stop, nigga. You making too much money. Fuck you finna stop for we finna kill everything oh, yeah. you, yeah. know. you know. You know where you live at, bro. That's for real, because he was the main line. You know what I mean? He was the he was one of the few people that, you know what I mean, that had the 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 the, the gumption to straight say, I'm gonna fly from down there to up here and I'm gonna do it again. And I'm gonna make it a routine and I'm gonna get all of it up here. Get and, and, and I'm gonna put my ten thousand dollar tag on every one of these bricks. <laughs> and got all of it, bro. And 
the 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 mistake he made though, man. I just even in the movie, I was hoping he was gonna say something different in the documentary, but even in the movie, I was like, man, why did you tell? I don't want to get too far ahead of everything, bro. But it just it just it blew my mind, man. When he told bro, I was like, ah, I'd have yeah. kept that secret, man. Yeah, you had, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you had to, man. Hell, yeah. But, man, but, yeah, man, they took this nigga back home, man. You know what I'm saying? He walked back to the house. I saw the, I saw the scenes with him rolling on the roller skates and shit at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> when he was at front of his house, man. That yep. motherfucker went to his grandmama's room and told the Sandlot story. This was my grandmother's. And she was quite a lady. She dated the baseball player called Cy Young, and she gave me a baseball signed by him. And of course, one day we ran out of baseballs and played in the marsh down the street. And guess what? We took that baseball and lost it in the swamp. Yeah, I'm talking about his grandma was messing with Ty Cobb, man. That is crazy. This nigga, man, this nigga I, had this. His grandmother, man. That's. You know, hey, he got, he had a whole bunch of movies inside his story, man. And just a regular story, man. How many movies just picked off from from his story, man? In real life, well, not in real life, but in in theaters, man. He had a movie from In Too Deep. We I'm gonna talk about. You know what I'm saying? At at, at the end with about the boat when the when the female was telling him about the boat and that shit happened in Too Deep. And I don't know how many other movies, man. Dude, oh, had a, they took that. They parsed that from his uh, story. Oh, oh! See, I didn't even know that. I didn't I even know asked, that. I was asking you. I, I was asking you. Did they? That's what that into deep did. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I was. You know what I'm saying? We gonna get to it, but that's all. That's I. That's what first came to my head when that shit happened. Yeah. Uh, oh, you the movie? Yeah, with um LL and Omar L. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, when he was God. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know, did you see him break Paul Wall down, nigga? Paul Wall was finna start crying, nigga, if he started keep keep talking to him and shit. Hello, oh, hello. This is Boston George here, Mr. Rapper. Paul, Paul, Paul nice to meet you. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Come on in there, room here, guys. How you doing? Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a grill. How long did you get into being a rapper? Yeah, I, I don't know if you know I'm famous for making grills, too, the gold teeth. So that's really kind of what opened a lot of doors for me, too, is that I started off doing that, and other rappers from other cities would be like, man, your grills look different than our grills where I'm from. Where's my grill? Oh, shit. That's on the way. Shit. Right. You what? I was about to ask you. You want a grill? Call me George, call me Justin, still a nip everybody. Hell yeah. Thank you. I'm okay. going on the wall. Yeah? Yes, sir. On Paul's wall. Yes, sir. What's going on is Paul's it, wall? Is that really your last name? A uh, wall? Nah, it's just a nickname. What? It's just a. Uh, Tell me, Paul. So my last name is Slayton. I was a, it's a, I was adopted. It was an adopted name. Well, yeah, Wild just was a nickname my homeboy gave. All right, me. you can be anybody you want to be, whatever you want. He, he man, broke he Paul Wall ass down in minutes, in seconds, nigga. He's like Paul, Paul. What's your, what's your, what's your real name? Walls? Walt? Oh, I was yeah. adopted, man. And then he went into a hole. <laughs> he started cocking his neck and shit. Nigga, that nigga would have got emotional in a couple minutes, man. <laughs> For real, they just flipped the screen and he came back with a bottle. Oh man, I just. I just wanted a family, bro. That's it, man. I want to sell these reels. I just want to sell these reels. I peeped that. I was like, damn, nigga, this motherfucker almost just got buckled, man. He almost just got buckled. Johnny Depp said that shit, nigga. He figured he'll figure you out. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll, he'll try to figure you out, but that's how it was, man. Dealing with them Colombians, dude, that, I mean, they can smell fear, man. There's some animals, bro, like the old drug, and not just the Colombians, like, they all animals, man. So he got to be keen on how he sounded, man. He could talk to anybody. If you can go down to Colombia and negotiate with Pablo at the height of what he was doing, dog, because forgetting Pablo was a billionaire who didn't really need him like that. But at the same time, he could use him to do what he did. So to be able to negotiate with him down there, man, you kind of got to be a, you know, you got to have to give the guy, man. That you heard him? He wasn't even saying his name right. He right, right, right. Like, <laughs> he was like, hey, Pedroni. <laughs> he ain't like, hey, bro, you could have straight got shot in your head just for saying his name wrong. Bro. I ain't even like, know that neither when the movie. I thought you, I ain't know what he was saying. I thought he was saying something. I knew he was saying something wrong, but 
Yeah. When he said how it's supposed to sound, oh man, it just had me dying laughing, man. <laughs> Being George to Pablo Escobar, I thought, how would George approach these people? You know, how would he do it? You know, speaking bad Spanish, you know, patting him on the back, talking to him like he's a golf buddy, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, where everybody else was sort of like, oh my god, oh my god, it's it's Escobar. You know? El Padrino, I think, is, is, I think, right, the boss or something. Here's the deal. George would absolutely mispronounce the fucker's name. So I started calling him like El Padroni. Listen, El Padroni. With all due respect, El Padroni, Diego is my partner. He Have didn't you? care, man. He just straight up didn't care, man. He just, uh, he was a free dude, man. You know, even, even in prison, man, he just, you know, some dudes, you can lock them up, man, but you can't really lock up their spirit. He's one of those guys, man, who went in the same as he came out, man. Everybody don't do that, man. Hell no, man. Uh, episode three, man, was Dancing with the Stars, man. Hey, this shit started reminding me of uh, Tupac Resurrections, man. You know how he was telling his own story? Yeah. It was kind of kind of similar to that as well, at, at this point where I, where I got at. I was like, damn, this is kind of close, man. It's pretty dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Then they really started opening all the doors, nigga, in episode three, man. That shit was, uh, they started busting out the marijuana commercials, man. I ain't never seen no shit like that. I know what you're thinking. What is marijuana? What makes marijuana so dangerous? Where can I get some marijuana? People will start calling you names like Pothead or Smoky McBongwater. Losing all motivation, it's likely that you will drop out of school, take a sudden liking to sitar music, and maybe even get felt up by a cop or two. They was trying to scare people with marijuana from smoking marijuana. Well, I saw some of them, like, you know what I mean, back in the day when they was doing their little campaign. Yeah, they was making it seem like, you know, marijuana make you jump out the window and, you know what I mean, and lose everything. You, They just really was on a campaign just to, you know what I mean, demonize it, man, because they couldn't really, you know, they couldn't make no money off of it. So they didn't want nobody to make no money off of it. Bro. Take a good look at yourself. Are you addicted? Are your eyes half shut and bloodshot? Do you recognize that person in the mirror? Then blame it all on marijuana. That motherfucker went down there. So the story when he went down to Mexico, when um, when he was looking for the marijuana man, it, the, in, in the documentary, he said this woman walked up to him and was like, hey man, I done sat here and watched you ask everybody except the goddamn police chief for some marijuana man. Everybody but the police chief. Yeah, everybody but the police chief, man. Come with me, and I'll take you where you need to go. Yeah. Man. Man. Found in the turn. Hey, you like La Mota? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, K-Pasa Pot or some shit. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, K. Donde Pot. (laughs) That's all he do to say, man. Even something as simple as, you know, when they're first trying to find marijuana in Mexico... How would he ask for it? You know, he doesn't know. He's not hip to names like Mota or this or that. You know, or anything. You know. So I, I thought. So I just walked up to some dude and I went. Donde esta pot? And that that is, I still to this day believe that. That's what George would do. And just go down to a, a whole other country and just start asking for weed, man. It just show you about them times, man. Back in the day, it was a whole lot looser, a whole lot freer. You do that now, them federalists going to beat your ass. That's just what it is. That nigga said, man, I was just saying shit just to be saying shit. I ain't know if I could do it or not, but it just sounded good when I was saying it. I'm like, man, you need to tell me you just been bullshitting your way through this motherfucker. You ain't... <laughs> You ain't even know if you had planes and shit, man. It's like, yeah, man, when you gonna need a tank? Yeah, don't got, don't worry about that. We 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 got that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's no problem, man. <laughs> this nigga just no bullshitting this way. Just said, yeah, it's whatever, that's man. Whatever what y'all need, I, I can do it. Yeah, well, yes, <laughs> do it. I can figure it out. Whatever you need, yeah, yes. <laughs> motherfucker hugging this shit. You damn right, they hugging your ass, nigga. Shit, you making them shit over the money, motherfucker. They've been hugging a goldfish, goddammit. That goldfish was making them some bread. The fuck is I, you talking about? Yeah, I for real, man. It, it just 
they was lucky to have him for real. He just he he, he put a whole America on cocaine, man. Oh, I'm everybody, man. Tuna, I'm a hey, Tuna Lucky, man. He dodged a bullet, man. He really did. Man, you ain't never <laughs> lied, man. Like, man, I you know I still smoke air down again, you know, do my thing. But he chilling up in Western Massachusetts somewhere, just on a farm, just chilling off to himself, man. Relax, though. Everybody doing everything. That's gotta be a hell of a feeling, man. That's gotta be a hell of a feeling, man. That motherfucker just he just got a whole new. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for him, but everybody know he used to be a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You know now, what I'm now, uh, I mean, but at the same time, like Massachusetts, they was one of the. I think they was one of the first states to really legalize marijuana. They don't really, they don't really look at it the same way. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, I mean, you can forgive a drug dealer from way back in the day. I mean, he like it wasn't really drug dealing to them then. They didn't know what it was really. It ain't what it is today. You know the way it's stigmatized today. Like. You know, then it was just like, oh, there's some young young boys, carefree, just getting a kilo of coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Your ass getting a mandatory minimum, sir. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. man. I'm, they 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 found him, man. It was uh, they they placed that in the right place in the documentary because it went up as soon as they said, oh, we found Tuna. I was like, oh, man, yo, bro, yeah, yeah, that that uh. But now, so that nigga didn't even said money. When he said money was a burden, man, I saw the scene when they had all that money in the boxes. And then he started naming that shit off like one million and one dollar yeah, bills is twenty point two pounds. Ain't nobody talking like that right now, man. Nobody. A hundred million one ton, and we had tons of it. God damn, man! That when it becomes a burden, it's like, man, I wish I had that burden, brother. You dig? He, man, to say, man, I know exactly how much a million. You had to be to have so many millions come through that house, man. It's ridiculous. Bruh. And it just show you, man, just the, the money don't matter. When you get so much money like that, it don't even matter, man. It's like, it's just the next score so I can feel that rush again, man. That's all it's about, man. That is all it's about. Because the money is, 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 is just a side effect of what they did. That motherfucker said he had a... Uh... Uh, big ass. He had. He, remember, he was talking about he had that medicine cup full of cocaine. He would just dip a dip a straw in it, and just take his shots out of out of that shit. Damn! Uh, did I, damn. I, I don't know if I caught that part. Say that again. Did you say this that? motherfucker uh, said he would get a medicine bottle and fill it with cocaine. Because I could do. I had an unbelievable tolerance to it. You know, and I was doing. I don't know an ounce a day easily. A 24-hour day period, and drinking enough whiskey to to, to sink a battleship. <laughs> I was having a, a goddamn good time for myself. I I got tired of doing lines, and you know that was t a pain in the ass. And so I got went and got a Tylenol bottle, and and I would fill it with with pure cocaine, and just open the lid and put the straw in. And, and take myself for a ride. That was my breakfast. Breakfast of champions, yes. And put a straw in it, and that's where oh. he would get his Because he got tired of doing lines. He was like, man, I got tired of doing lines. He he had a, so much abundance of He could handle it. Oh, he could handle a whole lot of it, man. He would say he would do like an ounce a day. Like, man, that's, damn. That's, that's Richard Pryor level. And then right he was there. like, I, and then drink enough whiskey to sink a, a battleship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember the dude that was talking about them when they was uh they they was first getting started. He was like, "Yeah, you ain't allowed to drink no whiskey, <laughs> in the, like no whiskey during the day, as long as the sun out, my brother." Right, get two up in him. He gone. He, he, two. <laughs> that's right. Richard level, but look, you can see the difference. You see what drugs do to you. Tuna and George, the same age. Yep. <laughs> they the same age and George is like you know man I'm just melting and slipping. and he been in prison not doing nothing and you know Tuna been in these streets and he looked young and strong Tuna like head that. was shaking different yeah. he was looking at him and shit he was looking like god damn <laughs> <laughs> you falling apart my G <laughs> 
it ain't been good for you these decades. Man. Oh, but that's what game, bro. It's that stress. They just set him up, man. Like, you know, he went through it with his wife and girlfriend died of brain cancer and all that, man. So it's just um, you know, it's it's stress to take a young face and make it old, man. So, you know. He, he he was he looked his age, even though Tuna really didn't. Though George looked his age, he looked like I what kind of life he lived, man. Uh, at the end of episode three, I thought they was gonna fuck around, have him pass away and shit. And thankfully, it was just a, he had to put a pacemaker, in, in you know what I'm saying. Then he was he yeah. was like, I'm back in the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, nigga, you want to sit down and chill, nigga? Ah, <laughs> nigga said, I'm back in the game, baby. Let's continue this trip. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. This was a minor setback for a major comeback. And he jumped right back on, man. That just show you his mentality, man. If he was a younger dude, it ain't no telling what he'll get into again because he had too much energy and too many good ideas. Like, you can hear in his poetry, man. He just had poetry. Yeah, man. Up the ass, man. When They Catch You by George Young. Believe this, my desperado friend. When they catch you, and they ain't going to catch you. The judge is going to hate you. The scales of justice will tip with the weight of years imposed to serve in a federal penitentiary. All of your glory days turn to vapor. You become a disenfranchised living in a cement jungle, finding out that your moral view cannot be proven and that only God is the ultimate winner. He doesn't pay weekly. He does pay in the end. The price is down so long it looks like up. A one-man band will pay over and over. Who's sorry now? And it was deep. It ain't no just shallow, man. Uh, man. Now, now he was, you know, just pouring from his heart man and it just takes a certain type of soul to be able to do that you could tell if he was a younger guy man ain't no the sky's the limit for him all over again he'll yep. figure out a way to get it again man just some people is just born in him bro and he uh he one of them people episode four i think yeah. this was one of my favorite it was operation blow now this is when he talking to the officers that busted him <laughs> Boy, I know they was pissed. Boy, I know they was mad through the motherfucker. This nigga here, man. This, this motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, they, they he still that. here? Damn, <laughs> we still got it. Y'all still talking about this nigga? Shit. He lost. <laughs> man, we put him in jail. And they, he go invite you coming to see me. What I want to talk to you? They, hey, they said it too. It's mad. It's, it's interesting that how he's the hero, but we the police and we ain't the hero. <laughs> That's how it is. Don't nobody want no boring ass police. The, even the, the America say they love the police, but if you say you want to see a police movie, you want to see Blow again. When I first got out, people came up to me and said, "Can I, can I take a selfie?" And I said. Take what? What do you want with me? I said, what are you trying to say? I said, get away from me. You've been in prison for a long time, George. Yeah. There were pay phones when I went in. I <laughs> said. So people would know you, knew you when you Everywhere. came out of prison? I mean, I, I, in jail, I knew that it was the movie and all that. I had no idea that people were engrossed in the movie like they were. Yeah. I mean. It's been going on for almost 20 years. And people talk to me, they tell me with a serious face, you know, I've watched that movie 50 times. If Jesus Christ descended here, I wouldn't watch his movie 50 <laughs> times, all right? And I just mind boggling to me, what's wrong? <laughs> America love gangsters, man. It just is what it is. America love their gangsters. They love the, the, the you know the, the 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 cop is gonna round them up and restore order, but still you gotta have that other side, man. So the DA they had to play the bad guy to him, and that it, it sucked for them. But that's just America, man. <laughs> that is, man. They had to show him, man. They, I mean, but they ultimately they won. But 
you know, they both are just on different sides, man, doing their job. It's like George, like, hey, man, I'm getting this money. <laughs> Y'all got to stop me. You know what I mean? It ain't like, hey, we respect you getting money, but we going to stop you, bro. You know? And uh, they they allowed to hey, go. Man, that boat situation was just, that was the craziest. Man. George ends up picking up this girl. She ends up on the boat with George, sleeping with him that night. She tells George, this used to be my boyfriend or ex-husband's boat that he got busted and he's in prison at this time. And he said, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, he was a drug smuggler and this used to be his boat. It was seized by the city of Fort Lauderdale. He says, the police department seized this boat? And they go, yeah, that's what happened. Well, George later confronts Tom about this and says, hey, I met this woman who told me this story, and Tom quickly says, listen, she's 100% right. We bought this boat at auction. It used to belong to some cop who got busted, and that's how we have the boat. We bought it at an auction. And so he was able to come up with a cover story, and George, by this time, was so convinced that we were legitimate, that we were the real deal, that we didn't have any problem. Old girl told him that's that in too deep shit. But old girl told him like, yeah, my boy, my hut, my ex boyfriend used to own this boat and was seized. Man, look here, man, I'd I'd have been out of that one, man. I wouldn't even, hey, man, I'd have been out of that one, man. This is a little too good to be true, man. But you know, he had fell off about that time, man, and got back on and fell off again. So he wanted to make sure, like, hey, I'm gonna ride this one out. Right? <laughs> he even said that he was like, man, I'm a. I'm gonna play these cards all the way out, man. He he sensed that you know his boy wasn't at Cliff. Right. He Cliff was setting him up, man. He sensed it. His you know if he wouldn't have you know took his eyes if he would have just took his eyes off the, the what he wanted so bad and looked around him, he would have noticed it, man. But you know sometimes, man, keeping your eyes on the prize is 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 to your detriment, man, because you can't see the enemy right in your face, man. They was just every morning waking up, Hell setting yeah. him up. Like, I done, I done sat in prison like, man, hey, yo, man, I think I deserve this, bro. I chill with them on a boat every day. And the chick tried to tell him, like, yeah, they took this from my man, you know? And, oh, yeah, and they like, yeah, yeah, we took it from some drug dealer, but we drug dealers and we bought it. So, like, <laughs> he was crazy, man. They had, the officers talked about, man, they met some dude named Max somebody man i was like ooh, cocaine cowboys they connected to this motherfucker too man they met with the same dude max nigga man he had to trust him hey man if they would have let what's his name i forget dude name that the hit man that had come from the shy if they would have let him kill max mermerstein man it would probably say everybody because max was just i'm telling you involved in so much when they said his name, I was like, oh, man, somebody going to jail. Bruh. Somebody Bruh. in the jail. Yeah, he's yeah, the, he, he the Henry Ford. Right, he's the Henry Ford of the auto industry, man. And they got us in here, man. I hope he cut his hair. Nah, man, he ain't cut his hair, man. He's still talking the way he was, too. Yeah, exactly, man. That nigga was talking in the shadows, nigga, like he was the golden line, the golden child with the TV <laughs> on. AD fixed, AD thought about fixing the accent. <laughs> Nah, man, and they, they, man, they still don't want people to know who they are still to this day, man. They just involved in so much. But one of the dudes is a, a police chief, man. Like, he's a, the, the the former DEA or whatever. Yeah. He's like the police chief of a town, man. But they, <laughs> they be the heroes, like, don't nobody like the DEA, man. Like, they never going to be the heroes because it's, it's to, to the way it looks, it's easy kind of to follow that route, man. You know, America respects somebody that's going to say, hey, man, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it my way. So the police always going to be number two, man. They just got to live with that. They was they were salty, though. They were salty on the documentary that they had to talk about <laughs> Charles George. They're like, man, we put him in jail, man. You're not <laughs> sitting on this dock smoking no joint. Uh, George wanted to use drugs on the boat, but we convinced him not to use drugs. Being you're not sitting out on the deck smoking a joint together. Okay, that's not going to happen. So get it through your head that this is our parameters. This is the way we're going to operate. And you're not bringing illegal drugs onto this boat. No matter what George wants to do, 
and I don't want any of his flighty girlfriends. I don't want anybody, any visitors. I don't want them to know where he lives. Uh, you know, we explained that you know the, the cops could come on the boat at any time and seize our boat, so we we kind of pr precluded him from uh, indulging in, in in drugs at the time, but. Uh, he, he certainly, uh, uh, from about 10 o'clock in the morning on, uh, was, was deep into the scotch. I couldn't figure that out, man, but ain't y'all finna put some drugs on this motherfucker, man? What you mean he can't bring no drugs? Y'all, this a boat for drugs, ain't it? I couldn't, I couldn't grasp that one. Why, what you trying to prove here, sir? You know what I'm saying? You want to prove some authority in this here or something? Or, you know what I'm saying? We about to go get the whole bunch of drugs. I'm just going to let you know that right now. You know, I'm, I'm hooked up with the man. You know what I'm saying? I'm hooked up with him. You know, I can call him right now. We finna, we, we good. Now, you we mean tell I can't smoke this joint? <laughs> I man, can't smoke this real. joint on this motherfucker? We definitely smoke it. You can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> feel how you want to feel. This ain't 1975. No, I think Mike L. I come from money. I, I, I come from money. <laughs> I made the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's right. But uh, they set him up so proper, man. Like he asking them, like, "Oh man, yeah, 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 ain't, yeah, ain't the police guy." Like, oh, no, sir, we don't like the police either. They hide this nigga because this nigga walked out of jail. How he get sent to a prison where ain't no, ain't no fences? They said, um. Some um, it, some what they say some evidence got disappeared from uh like the police locker or something in there that they had evidence on him, which means whatever cocaine they had, they yeah, took it. you know what I mean. So they was like since the evidence was you know missed or whatever, they sent him to a uh, like a minimum type security camp type prison with no walls. And yeah, yeah, would walk right out too. Shit, like yeah, bullshitting. Yeah, bullshitting. I'm gonna go keep walking till y'all come get me. And he did for a minute. And look. Uh, the federal authorities, once they realized that we had the ability to arrest George Young, they wanted us to take him into immediate custody. Uh, they did not want to take a chance. Uh, they said, if you know where George is, you have to arrest him now. Uh, we did not. The, when they told the warden, like, hey, yo, we done found him. They like, man, arrest him now. And they're like, nah. Nah. <laughs> We don't know where that nigga at yet, man. Hold on, man. Slow your roll, pimp. <laughs> I bet they probably hung up on that nigga. <laughs> we ain't done yet. Click, click. Hello? 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 <laughs> you breaking up. I'm resting down. What? What? Y'all can't hear you. Oh, man. Damn, we lost the war, man. <laughs> where y'all at? Uh, what? 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 Oh, we done lost it now. Yeah, we ain't got no location. Hold up, man. Yo, asking too. Wait a minute. Hold up. Let, let us find some more information. We'll get back to you. Yeah, like you motherfuckers know where he at. Y'all don't know where he at now, man. We, we turned around, went to the seven left, came back, bro, and he was just he was gone, man. We don't know, you know. We finna get these six hundred sixty keys, nigga. <laughs> like Deja Bell, trying to get that all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thirsty motherfuckers, but they want that pension, nigga. They want them. They want that kilos, nigga. They want that yeah. drug, but it's like, yeah, we gonna hide this nigga, man. We gonna hide yeah. this motherfucker, man. I'm trying to get, make sure he gets to plug us with the whole guns and drugs, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time. Uh, and this how I know the police was upset, man. So they busted that nigga on laying on top of a key, laying on all top of the kilos, right? That nigga go to jail, get out in four years because he snitched on dude. <laughs> <laughs> they like, no. Nah. I know they was pissed off, boy. I know. Paulo was on his ass, too. Then he's like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to um, testify against this motherfucker. He's like, no, <laughs> sir, can't. Uh, Pablo's not asking. Pablo's not asking, motherfucker. So you know what that means? That nigga yeah, straightened up his tiny. <clears throat> And you do what you must do, cause you know Pablo is ain't no such thing as no. What do you mean no? <laughs> Nobody allowed to say no around. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. One eyelash flinch, nigga. You dead, nigga. It's a, it's a wrap. You, testify, you might as well wrap your mind around it right now. It's gonna get awfully physical. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, he testified that nigga. 
He shows, yeah, he was out in four years, boy. You can you see the the steam on their face when they said that shit and riding in that car. And they was like, yeah. this motherfucker got him four years, man. They was glad he got locked up again. Boy, that salt could have straight up cured a beef side. Like, hey, man, he, he was so salty, man. They they really, I'm surprised that they really agreed to be on this documentary. Bro. I'm really surprised. They, they really was not feeling... You know, you could tell that they didn't hate George, but at the same time, they was not feeling the fact yeah. that he just—he is still. <laughs> Everybody like this month. Like, why? <laughs> like, why we don't understand? We put him in jail. They was probably—they probably wasn't invited to the premiere neither. Nothing, man. They probably wasn't even at the at the oh, board. They didn't probably ask them no questions until this documentary. Nigga. I ain't never heard of these motherfuckers until this documentary. <laughs> They did his lyrics. Uh, out of all these documentaries George Young got, I ain't never seen these two officers until uh, this one. Ever, man. I ain't heard nothing about them. I didn't, they didn't even portray them in the movie either. They were just a random <laughs> dude. You look at them, they were just a random dudes on a boat. That was it. Oh, man. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. That shit, that shit was dope, man. Uh, but his, yeah, his boy Carlos, man, was a savage, man. The shit they were saying about that motherfucker. They didn't even show how he got locked up in the prison where George was headed to when, when, when he met the Colombian. In the United States, Leather would also take aviation classes, becoming an expert pilot who knew intimately the geography of the East Coast and its main aerial routes. Everything was going fine until the beginning of 1974, when at 24 years of age, Leather was sent to the Correctional Institute in Danbury, Connecticut, charged with possession of marijuana with intent to distribute and driving a stolen vehicle. He received a 20-month sentence and deportation to Colombia upon completing his sentence. And among the many people he would meet in Danbury was the American George Young, a marijuana smuggler with whom he started to make plans to get into the increasingly profitable business of cocaine. Uh, yeah. What the Colombian dude? The Colombian dude was a beast, man. And then I remember seeing videos of this motherfucker. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> this nah, nigga tried I, to do all type of shit, man. In real, bro, the fact that they put George in the in the same <laughs> cell <laughs> as this Colombian dude, like that was like a match made in heaven, bro. Really in hell because that was just the wrong dude out of everybody in that prison. He put him with the perfect person. To match his personality and what he was really trying to do, man. And the movie, the movie depicted Carlos right, man. That dude was crazy in the movie. Yeah. In real yeah. life, this dude was really crazy, man. He really had his own island down there, man. That shit was yeah. The, the documentary's dope, man. So the last episode, episode five, retrospect, man. He talked about the women in his life. Finally, uh, before this, I had only men- only heard him mention his daughter once. There are two parts to me. There's the infamous drug smuggler Boston George. And then there's the guy who kept taking punches and eventually had his fucking soul ripped apart. And now he's an old man who's just trying to find peace in his remaining days. It's an old story, isn't it? I guess some would say there's a woman to blame. I didn't know he had a stepdaughter, shit. He, the stepdaughter was all in this motherfucker talking. They, at least they the show other, pictures of, of his original daughter, though. Yeah, the other one, yeah, his original, his his biological daughter, she wasn't really trying to be a part of it. You know what I mean? She just, uh, you know, she really lived the trauma the same way the, you know, the, the stepdaughter did, but, you know, she just didn't want no pieces of him. You know, you can kind of tell from the movie that she really wasn't feeling, uh, you know. She was in the movie, though, right? Remember when we seen her name in the credits? She in was the, she, yeah, oh yeah, at the, at the very end, she was the one I mean? playing the uh, the bank teller when he was a little boy. When he was a little boy, him and his dad going walking to the bank, and they get oh, denied yeah. something. She was his daughter was playing the bank the bank teller. Wow, that's, I don't know if I remember that's, that. That's that, that was in the, that was in the movie credits. Man, that is crazy. Man. It said her name, Christina Young. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wonder why she didn't participate in the documentary. Then I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I thought about it. I don't, I hope I don't end my cause me and my daughter we ain't talk she ain't talking to me right now, man. I hope I don't end my shit like that, man. That's and he ain't really nah. touch on it really. You know, I mean he talked about it maybe, you know, that's some that's a touchy subject where he really he touched on it a little bit, yeah. but 
you know, I guess he yeah, ain't he really touch on why he ain't why she ain't a part of it, but yeah, he probably yeah he probably didn't want it. They probably edited that part out if he did talk about it. You know what I mean? They probably told her what he said, and she's like, "Man, look, I don't want to hear nothing. You know, I don't want no parts of this." But he didn't really touch on it. Could have been because of how he feel about it, man. You know, it's uh, yeah. you know, he I guess he may feel like he put her through enough. You know, yeah, you hear yeah. what the dude said. He kind of just felt bad because he know George was just trying to get back to his daughter. So the fact that he ain't get back to her. You know, that that probably just um it made her pain a little bit more deep, you know. He said uh a curb cry. He cried on the curb, made him get into the marijuana game. That's what started it all. A a goddamn curb cry is what started <laughs> everything, man. That's what that's, yeah. that's what the man said, man. And it, 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 he he took his eyes, he never took his eyes off the prize, man. And uh he was determined to make money. But once he did, he just he didn't know he didn't know he didn't give himself a, a finishing line, man. You know, big up the tuna, being smart, knowing when to cut ties, even if you got a cold turkey in the middle of the desert. Yeah, right, right. At the wrong time. Then you could have said that shit after the mission, man. It could have been a whole lot like, easier. Then you could have went over some yapers, me dog. <laughs> <laughs> you kidnapped like Ace Ventura around the desert. You know what I'm saying? You hit with arrows and shit. But uh Everybody yeah, said great things about it, man. So yeah, the documentary was dope, man. I, I really, I really enjoyed it, man. Like you said, man, I'm definitely gonna be watching it multiple times, man. You know what okay. I'm saying? And, and and he passed away on May 5th, 2021, and he was 78 years old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So in the documentary, he was saying he only had 10 years to do whatever he had to do. And man, Joe, this this documentary, man, was. And that's a lot of questions, man. I'm I'm very thankful I saw this documentary, man. This, this documentary hey, man, was I'm dope, man. For put me on it, man. I appreciate it because uh, I, I probably would have found it months later, just being bored scrolling through Tubi. Like I said, before the fact that it's just on Tubi is 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 just it's confusing me, man. It's, it's much. It's Bruh. a Netflix special in the making. If it ain't already on its way, bro, so, I yeah, clicked I on it. You. Only thing that made me click on it, it said 2022. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 2022. Okay, well, I'll click. That. Let me see what they talking about. Yeah, that's some new information. Yeah. Just- yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, damn the Big commercials. <laughs> Thanks for you that, Ali. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I truly appreciate it, man. That's it, yeah, that shit was dope, man. I truly appreciate this. But that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe uh, I call with some other movies, man. We could talk about the movies, man. I'm trying to hey, figure out. I'm trying to figure something out for this year, man. But uh, for at least the next six months, man. Uh, yeah, man. Call for me, man. Call me anytime, man. You know, whatever. You know, we can break them down, man. And uh, you know, uh, uh, hopefully get some more good documentaries, man. You know, like Cocaine yeah. Cow. I still uh, watch that. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. Yeah, I still. Okay, maybe we might talk about that one again. Yeah. I mean, maybe we might talk about that one, Cocaine Cowboys. Cause that I, I watch that often. <laughs> I watch that often. I don't know why. No, nah, it's just intriguing, man. It, the information it never gets stale. It never gets boring, man. You never get tired of hearing about people who live life like that. So, yeah, man. If you want to go in the past, you know, you can do new movies, old movies, man. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So, man, yo, I truly appreciate this, man. Uh, like I said, man. So, Bluntford Podcast Radio, man, we were talking about that new documentary, man, George Young, man, uh, Without the Fortune, on Tubi. Hopefully, it's anywhere else, man. It got to be somewhere else, man, because this is too much of a good documentary, especially for yeah, fans of Blow, man. Yeah. Yo, so, I'm, uh, people need to check this out, man. But I want to thank my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? I love you, man. You know what I'm love saying? You. Man, I, uh, uh, like I said, congratulations, man. Well, everything that's happening to you, man. I'm, I'm happy for anybody, all my friends, all my brothers, all my family, man, doing good things, man. You Most know. definitely. Up to you again and uh, all of your endeavors, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can, I'm can. i still waiting on the movies to come out. I already know you're going to be on it because you do what you say you're going to do. So big up to your podcast, man, and uh, hit me up anytime, bro. All right, love, man. Thanks again, man. Bluntforth Podcast Radio, man. I was an outlaw, a pirate, poet. Dreamer, playboy, lover, and I had a pretty goddamn good existence on this planet for a long time in my youth. My whole objective in life, besides having a goddamn good time, was was money. 
I don't really care about smuggling marijuana or cocaine or whatever. I would have smuggled potatoes if the price was right. All right? You have to go out and get what you want. And if you don't, you just work for other people who have what they want. You know, how ironic it is that I spent 22 years of my life in prison for marijuana, and now you can get down the street at the local store and buy it. I've had the sleigh ride, and I've had it all, and I don't have any regrets. And I'm just so sad that pretty soon it's going to be over, and because I really don't want to go, because I think that life. It's the most glorious adventure in existence, and it's magnificent. And I hate to fucking leave it.